0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Carissa Mom Podcast with the HR Twins. We're so glad that you could join us today and so excited for this episode. So stay tuned. y'all. It's the HR Twins with The Career Salon. And this is season two, episode two of our podcast. Yay. <laughs> Yay, we're back. Last week, we had a a great episode with Dr. Ray Pearson and Alisa Pearson, uh, CEO and COO of Alpha Ray Personnel. Uh, this week, we're coming to you. It's just Carla and I. Uh, we're talking about a topic that's near and dear to us, which is you know, social injustice uh, in the workplace, inequality in the workplace is mm-hmm. something that our colleagues see very frequently. And we see we have seen very frequently that happen to African-Americans in the workplace, not just, you know, you're a run of the mill everyday employee, but it goes all the way down to the lowest level employee, all the way up to the tops, of yeah. you know, levels of employees. I just want to read this real quick. There's an article on MSNBC by Courtney Connolly, and she actually wrote this last year in December. She talks about Black professionals today hold just 3.2% of executive and senior manager positions and less than 1% of Fortune 500 CEO spots. Wow. I know. I I read that and I was like, oh my gosh. And I also um, just, I think actually today, a little bite from NPR, Pinterest sounds a more contrite tone after Black former employees speak out. We're seeing a lot of this on even LinkedIn. Uh, In this climate that we're in, it's given African-Americans kind of a leeway to kind of speak out about injustices that have been happening for so long in corporate America. Mm -hmm. You know, Carla, I know you've seen it. You know, of course. (laughs) people, People have been coming out companies because they know that the black dollar, we spend a lot of money and they know that they will lose profits and revenue. It's really all about money. If they don't come out and say black lives matter or we're against racism, but a lot of people, especially on LinkedIn, are being vocal about how their words don't match their actions, and I think that stat uh, that I just read kind of, you know, kind of reflects that people coming out with all of these statements, all these Fortune five hundred companies, and you know, they're coming out saying we're against you know racism and all of its forms and things like that, but they have a a board or a leadership group of 10 to 20 people, or however many it is, and not one Black person. Yeah. And Camille, you can tell that we have a lot of work to do, all companies, all HR departments, because even on LinkedIn, the place where you network and you chat with people you don't know, you follow people you don't know, you find people that you begin to admire in your industry... You even see on that platform the opinions, the racist opinions of managers, owners of companies. I mean, I was scrolling through LinkedIn yesterday and someone posted about Beyonce writing a letter to the officials in Kentucky about justice for Breonna Taylor and Mm -hmm. the comments on that article were just astounding. I couldn't even believe that people have the audacity to get on a platform such as LinkedIn with their full information that their owner or their senior manager or their director or executive at such and such company. And they say things like, what does she have to do with it? Why should should she be fighting for justice for someone that's laying up with a criminal? Wow! Like things like that. Like I couldn't even believe my eyes. So even just scrolling through LinkedIn, you can tell there it's an uphill battle. (laughs) It really is. You know, when you think about these people that are racist and have a problem with fighting for social justice, these people are hiring managers. These people are owners of companies. These people have our careers in their hands as far as giving us appraisals. Yeah. Even to letting us have time off with our family. I mean, it's just, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's, it's shocking. And then they get, they're shocked when they get terminated for something they said that is racially insensitive on social media, that's public information. I'm like, oh my gosh, they come out with an apology. I didn't mean it that way. And they think, you know, some people say, well, you can't get fired for someone on their off day or something expressing their opinion. If it doesn't align with your corporate values, if you work for a company, mm-hmm. yes, you can get terminated. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I wish that more people would express themselves that way and get terminated. Right. So we can weed them out. (laughs) Right. We don't need those type of people working with us, managing us, working alongside us. And people all the time, they talk about affirmative action, this, and there shouldn't be no affirmative action. Honestly, I just read you those stats. Affirmative action hasn't even really, you know, helped us the way that people think that it has because there's still really low- move the needle at all. No, move the needle. what if we didn't have affirmative action? <laughs> we have like 0.2% or something like that in the roles that are significant in certain companies. It's, it's a sham. It really is. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to talk about that because we get a lot of inquiries at the career salon about microaggressions yeah. and just the, and sometimes racism um, is not, you know, it's not clear. It's not right out there for you to see in corporate environments. It's very yeah. minimal. It's very, it's those little questions is, you know, those little jabs, those little undercuts that kind of, you know, make, the environment kind of toxic. And I, I know that just looking on LinkedIn and I have a pretty large network about how, you know, black people have had to walk on eggshells and not be able to express them full set their full selves in a work setting because, you know, the type of people that we work around, the system that's been created in corporate America. Yeah, even to the, if you're not as vocal, during a meeting like you mentioned before on a, a previous podcast how mm-hmm. you were seen as not being a team player right you, is that to equal you're angry like <laughs> it's just the stereotypical things that we experience at work and you know like i said on our town hall for us to endure these type of things and still strive to do the best for a company Mm-hmm. and make them look good and put out all their fires, you know, it would help <laughs> that they would support us in this fight for justice and equality at work and right. making it a place where everyone feels comfortable. I don't actually think, you know, with all of the, you can tell that not a lot of EEOC claims have been filed enough. Right. Because, there's a lot of people, like I said, on LinkedIn making these statements, but they also have jobs and work at companies. And I'm right. pretty sure they've put, you know, a certain population of employees in a peculiar and bad, hostile position
1: to yeah. sit there,
0: and take, you know, what they're spewing out and You know, a lot of people don't file EEOC complaints because they're scared of retaliation, even though that is illegal and you can't retaliate against a person for filing an EEOC claim. People can Mm -hmm. still find a way to make your life a living hell at work. Yeah. Yep. And I, I know that, you know, Carla, you and I, we talked to that's the purpose of the career salon, right? We talk to people all the time and we want to educate people and give them free information because a lot of employees don't know their rights in a the workplace. They don't. It's like we had to watch someone die in the street, be murdered in the street for all these conversations to be happening. And that's really, really sad because yeah. we've you know African Americans have endured this for hundreds of years yeah. and so with this i think that we're taking this opportunity to kind of express our need for justice and change in the world that we live in and the community but also express our need for change in the workplace as well where african americans suffer injustices as well on a day-to-day basis and it's sad yeah, <laughs> all not- the way ar- all the way around yeah and even to that end i must say that it's not only the responsibility of course it leans to the responsibilities of corporate leaders and executives and managers but Mm -hmm. hr also has to do some correction as well because a lot of hr departments have a history of being the union for management yeah you know only fighting for what they want you know succumbing to their demands And Mm -hmm. we've got to build a stronger case to stand up for what is right in the workforce. We've got to push back. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are scared and fearful of what happens if they speak up against what management wants or what their desires are. But we've got to change that narrative too. HR in itself has to correct issues internally and make sure that we are walking the walk (laughs) yes and we're also holding these leaders accountable for what they are saying publicly the Mm -hmm. messages that are they're giving out about how they welcome an inclusive work environment yeah hr has got to be the voice of course you know hr is highlighted these days with covid 19 yes. procedures. Everything is mm-hmm. about COVID. When we talk about social justice in a workplace and equality, we need HR to keep that same energy. Yes. Keep same the same energy. energy. Exactly. The same energy when we're talking about diversity, and inclusion, and fighting for what is right. So I, I need them to do that also. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right, Carla, you talk. you're so passionate about HR doing things right. And that's a big part. That's a big part of the career salon as well as HR being on their P's and Q's, not just for the benefit of management of leadership, which we know in most cases is not diverse at all in most companies. We have to be on the side. HR needs to be on the side of right. On At every all time. times, according to the law, according to the yes. EEOC, the EEOC is there for a reason. You shouldn't have to wait until you get an EEO complaint to do right. right. If you are not a HR professional, well-versed in the law, things that are occurring in your discipline, then you should remove yourself because it's about to get real. It's about to get real for HR professionals, for diversity and inclusion professionals. It's time to move past talking and move to action. Yeah. Camille, I have a question for you. Yes. So we see the news on LinkedIn and Forbes and all of this that people are making moves and doing some diversity hires. They're hiring, you know, Black diversity inclusion leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are hiring people to their executive leadership team. And by no means, I I don't think that's a bad thing. Of course, I want people that look like me to win. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what do you think... How should we feel about that? Companies making moves for diversity hires and they're getting, getting that one black executive for now and that one COO or diversity inclusion leader. What do you think about that? It's not enough. It's not enough. I, You know, looking at the stats, even when looking at the stats on the EEOC and, you know, how Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act, when it covers employment, Talked about the increase over time for African American officials and managers from 1966 to 2013, not even 2020. In 1966, I mean, it literally was like 0.87%. Now, you know, the 2013 on this chart, they have 6.77%. And that's participation Mm. rate for African-American officials and managers. And that's crazy. Mm. So Mm. to make up for all the time that's been lost with the oppression of African-Americans in corporate America, there's going to have to be much more done. You know how you and I, we're on this mission and this fight for social justice, both, both in and out of the workplace. People in these companies, you send out these Instagram posts, these social media posts. You got to keep your foot on the gas. Put your, it's no time, no time to pause. Keep your foot on the gas and action. And one thing I saw recently this week on, on Pizza Hut's website, they made a statement, of course, about Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. you know, being equal and things like that. They have a tab on their website that lays out a plan and what they're doing, like wow. act- actionable actionable items, what wow. they're doing. That's what companies need to do. We need to see it. I need yeah. to, we need to see it. So I applaud Pizza Hut for doing that and for letting people publicly see, hey, this is, we said these words, but here are action items, things where we're. We're working on daily, weekly, monthly, yearly to get to where we are, where we need to be. And companies companies need to lay out that plan. Yeah. And I've also seen on some startup websites where they have a diversity page and they have their diversity numbers for their whole employee population. And it says we're not where we want to be but we're trying and they lay out a few suggested plans that they have to make the number what they want it to be to have a well-rounded and diverse employee population. So I really like seeing that. A lot of companies, I get kind of like side eye to some companies, they have a whole COVID-19 tab. Mm -hmm. They have videos and lives about it and what their company is doing for COVID-19. And nothing about changing the landscape of what your workforce looks like. Mm-hmm. Just imagine yeah. Black candidates out there looking for jobs and they are, one, trying to find a job that they can apply their skills and their education, right. and then two, they're trying to find a good work culture, yeah, somewhere where they can feel comfortable and feel okay coming to work feeling like they've been seen, heard, and valued. And they go through and they go through all of these companies' websites or they look up the people on LinkedIn and they see nothing, hardly one person that looks like them. Mm -hmm. What does that say to a candidate? That says things like, you're not welcome here, just from a picture. Mm -hmm. That says things like, if we do hire you, you should be glad for our generosity because we don't do that often. Wow. Yeah. What does that say? But of course, people got to work. We got to eat. So we apply to these companies just hoping that the culture will be a good fit and that we don't have to walk on eggshells. But usually that is the case because, you know, we can't, we figure we can't be our full self because people don't know how to take us. But I would encourage companies to start doing things on purpose. Don't let your Black diversity group at your job or your company have to come to you and ask you to start moving the needle at your company. You start doing it. You know what your workforce looks like. You know what kind of issues, you know, you've heard of the issues some employees have experienced. Have they sounded right to you? Mm -hmm. And if they haven't, you need to do something. You have the power. Anybody that is not black has the power to move the needle. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, we can talk about this all day. One thing I did want to address before we wrap up, Carla, is, you know, when people come to us all the time and talk about these microaggressions and things going on at work and they don't know how to approach their manager or approach senior management or HR. HR not just just in general has a reputation of not being approachable. Like they won't keep right. things confidential. You don't right. you know, go to HR for counseling, but that's actually what HR is supposed to do, right? Right. So what we tell people when they come to the career salon and they ask us questions is we we kind of go through their scenario. A lot of people that have approached us uh, mainly have been black women experiencing microaggressions. the The common themes across the board in these inquiries to us have been people at work say, I'm aggressive, I make them feel uncomfortable, things like that. And that that is you know, and and you can tell in the scenarios that these people are trying to say those folks up to be incompetent or anything like that and kind of blame their low-key racism and microaggressions on them not being suitable for the job or them making mistakes in their work. One thing that we tell everybody that comes to the career salon and asks us questions about this is to document Document, document. That's something that you just have to do as an employee is document everything. When you have conversations, send yourself an email to your personal account, take notes in a notebook, make sure you document up and down In all your conversations and dealings uh, with people in your workplace, especially if you're getting microaggressions and you're having uh, tough conversations with people. Carla, did you have anything to add on that? Another thing that we tell people, I know that, and like you said before, a lot of HR departments are not approachable. But another thing that we always say, did you talk to your HR professional? Yeah, you, we have to throw it back to you guys in HR. You have to help people that have problems with not being comfortable where they work. Yes, we spend most of our lives at work. Do you know how stressful, intense, and mentally draining it is to not enjoy where you work, to not feel comfortable, to feel like you can't be yourself? HR has got to help with this you Mm -hmm. have to Mm -hmm. and you can't just oh they're just being nitpicky or they're making it up it's just their perception if you have to investigate perception you have to investigate perception right you know you can't just not believe someone yeah you have to look into the person's claim and you have to clear the path yes so that's my charge to hr clear the path Mm-hmm. don't make it so difficult for employees to use you as a resource it, because that's yes, your that's your job remember? That's, your, <laughs> that's your job that's your job and also use the eoc as a resource there's an eoc yeah. office in every city every City has an EEOC office and some people like, oh, I don't want to go to them. You know, I don't want my company to know the EEOC is a government agency. They are to keep things confidential unless you file a official complaint against your company. But you can also go to the EEOC for counseling. So that's one of the suggestions that I give people as well. If they're having, you know, issues or struggles at work and it's based on any of the EEO categories and you can look that up online. So we can go on this topic forever and ever, but we're gonna wrap it up. We might have a part two um sometime or we might next or couple we can weeks. Just, we can just post our town hall as a yeah, bonus that's episode a idea, of our podcast gotta. so you all can look at listen to it as a podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea, Carla. See, that's why we're the HR twins. Because sometimes you think about... (laughs) Collaborate. Yeah, sometimes you think about stuff that I don't think about. So we hope that you guys just enjoyed this little... Kind of our, you know, kind of venting our frustrations, but giving a charge to HR and also empowering employees and people in our audience that uh, want to speak up and be more vocal in your workplaces about inequality and fighting for justice uh, in and outside of the workplace because we are whole human beings. And so what affects us outside externally of the workplace? Yes. affects us inside. I think that companies have to understand that. And so we this is a topic that Carla and I are always gonna, you know, be passionate about because it's so relevant and it's been relevant. It's just coming to the forefront a little bit more. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can visit our website at www.thecareersalon.com. Follow us on all social media at the Career Salon. We hope to see you on our next one. Bye. Bye. This is Carla, the HR expert, and this is Camille, the recruiting expert, and we're the HR twins. You just finished an episode of the Career Salon podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the Career Salon. And don't forget to subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms for upcoming episodes.